Did you know that Winchester Ammunition is the official sponsor of the NSCA Championship Tour? A big part of that tour is the Winchester Ladies' Cup. The Winchester Ladies' Cup is a year-long points race that culminates at NSCA Nationals in October. Winchester has added $5,000 to the prize pool at each tour stop and a $10,000 prize pool that is split by the top three ladies at year's end. We hope to see you this year at Nationals. You are now tuned into Shotgun Sports USA. Powered by Winchester. Recorded in the U.S. And streaming all over the world. We talk to shotgun shooters from all disciplines, championship winning coaches, gun clubs, world-class target setters, vendors, and industry leading companies that fuel the sport. If you are into clay target sports, you are at the right place. For insider information from some of the best in the world every single week. Remember to subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, and connect with us on social media. You can also catch our episodes on ShotgunSportsUSA.com. Being a brand name in the clay target industry, Rick Hemingway has said, Have you ever noticed almost all major sporting events are being run by pro-matic traps? Think about that statement for a minute. He's right, and you may want to consider that before making your next purchase. Rick is the largest Promatic dealer specializing in individual and commercial trap sales. Rick provides skeet, trap, five stamp, and sporting clays, designs, installs, and service. He also offers accessories such as solar panels, wireless release systems, as well as the hottest item on the market, the Claybot by Renair Products. Visit www.backwoodsquailclub.com or give him a call at 843-546-546. 1466 My guest on the show today is a shooter and coach out of Loganville, Georgia. She travels the country shooting the NSCA Championship Tour and she's a heavy hitter in her division. Please welcome to the show Shelby Moon. Shelby, welcome to the show. Hey, Justin. Thanks for having me. Yeah, before we get started on all these topics that I have, I want you to tell me where you're from, what you do, and how old you are. So I'm from Loganville, Georgia, and I work at Old Hudson Plantation. I've been working there for three years now. I am 23 years old. So Old Hudson Plantation is in Sparta, Georgia. Is that right? Correct. And what do you do there? A little bit of everything, honestly. Um, Everything from office work, giving some lessons, um, man in the counter, cashier, all that kind of stuff. Uh, We sell a lot of guns. We're a cool Beretta, Caesar Greeny dealer. And they had they just had a big shoot there as well, didn't they? Have some FETAS shoot? They did. They had the um, they had the Georgia State FETAS. I think they used to have it a couple of years ago, or okay. several years ago actually. Yeah. Um, and they brought it back. It's not often that I have a lady on the show, so it's going to be interesting to get a different perspective on things from preparation and shooting and and just the progression of the sport. I want to get 
your story from the beginning? You know, what made you start shooting? So I actually got started through 4-H um, at my school, at my high school. Mm-hmm. And Georgia has what we call modified trap. So it is not a designated sport uh, recognized anywhere else in the country. It is quite literally a wobble trap with a piece of flyboard in front of it. Mm-hmm. And you shoot 25 shells. So it's a very introductory program. It was not designed necessarily as a competitive shooting uh, sport. It was more about getting out and meeting people and, you know, generally what 4-H does. I mean, what made you even go do this? I had a buddy actually in my art class tell me, hey, uh, you want to come and try this? A couple of us are going out on Sunday. The season starts in a couple of weeks. I said, sure, I'd like to try it. So I was me being me nervous and so me and my dad went to my grandparents house and he had a little hand trap and he was under the impression that i had to start from a low mounted position so the first clay target that i ever shot at was from a low mounted position with a 20 gauge benelli and felt okay to go and try it out with a couple of friends and showed up to shoot that sunday and i didn't know what to expect i had heard that hand-eye coordination helps and it's around a 25 i think i shot like a 23 or something sat down on the bench next to my friend and he asked he's like so how'd you do i said ah i missed two he's like are you kidding me you missed two it took me like a couple years to get to 20. are you kidding me yeah so that's that's the first time you wanted to shoot a gun yeah, that was that was what kickstarted all of it. Uh, my dad's side of the family has been dove hunting forever. I, you know, went to open a day of dove season with the family every year. It was a big, huge family oriented event. Uh, it was treated like a holiday of its own, but never really got to shoot. Something that you also did while you're in, I think you were in high school when you did this was shoot a bow competitively. Is that right? Or was you in college? I did. So about the same time I started uh, shooting 4-H shotgun, I, I started um, started on the 4-H archery team as well. So I was shooting both competitively. Uh, when I went to Emmanuel College, I was shooting on both of those teams my freshman year. Okay. Ended up uh, letting the archery go after my freshman year to focus more on shotgun. So I was, I was going to ask you next, which one did you like the best when you were doing both of them? I guess it was shotgun. They felt about evenly matched. I will say what drove me more towards uh, shooting clay targets was the people that I met. Uh, I had I had way more fun doing that. Yeah, I could go out in the backyard and shoot the bow. It's pretty inexpensive compared to going and shooting around a clays. Right. Um, but I, I enjoyed the people. I enjoyed the atmosphere more. Yeah, yeah. So I met you in 2017 at Side by Side Ranch in Oklahoma at one of the PSCA tour stops. And actually, yes. actually shot with you there. Uh, I knew who you were. I've seen your name, but I didn't know you. And uh, met you there. Uh, you shot with me during the on the PSCA event. I think we shot with Mike Wilgus that day. Uh, the next tour stop, which was I don't know, the following month, was in Branson, and you ended up in the shoot off. I did. I ended up coming in the eighth position, just barely squeaked in, and managed to get on stage and. I didn't know that this is how they did this, but um, they match you up, you know, eighth place goes against first place. So naturally I was 
already nervous and shooting in front of a crowd, shooting on stage, you know, there's cameras everywhere and I have to go against the number one seat. So there was a lot of, a lot of pressure there. Um, I'd actually just gotten my Krieg off the week before we went out there. So that was already, it already felt like a gamble. Yeah. But you know, at the same time that new Krieg off and now I'm in the shoot off. So it must be the gun, right? (laughs) (laughs) So it certainly helps. You know, I remember pulling for you at that shoot off. Uh, We stayed there till the end. I I think you may have been the last shoot off that night. I was one of the last ones. So they were actually running it on two different stages. And I thought it was really cool that I was on the main stage because in Branson, that big amphitheater was just absolutely amazing. The views out there were breathtaking. And I thought it was pretty cool that I got to shoot on the main stage. It was a tough shootout. I, I fumbled shells. I was still loading from the left side. Don't know where that came from. I think 4-H from using a pouch. So I was, I was still pretty new at it. But um, I will say that I actually ended up shooting against Annabelle. And she was super nice. She was talking to me while we were up there. She was really supportive. You know, was like, hey, you got this. It was, it was a really cool experience. And then it ended. And then it ended. Then there was no more PSCA. I'd just gotten just psyched up about it. I thought, this is going to be awesome. Next one's in Florida. We're going to go to South Florida. And then boom, it was gone. It was gone. Well, (laughs) well, you've, you've gone on to bigger and better things and you and I really moved up through the classes together. You know, I remember seeing your name in my class and I always thought, oh, here she is again. And that was, and that was just because I knew you were going to win the class. And most of the time I had to tell everybody I got beat by a girl. So that's what I didn't like about it. But it was about (laughs) that time, you know, in 17, I think it was when you really kicked it into high gear and got serious about things. Is that right? It is. That's, um, that's when I met Kevin, uh, March of 17, I went down to the meadows and took my first lesson from him. Mm -hmm. He definitely introduced me and my dad to, you know, the actual, traveling side of shooting these big shoots rather than just shooting your state and regional if it's close by if you can to you know packing up and going out to Branson Missouri for a weekend or getting on a plane and going to Tucson for the U.S. Open yeah it makes a big difference being able to see those targets like that all around the country Um, absolutely you know and I've told people that before and people people know that it really makes a difference to be able to see all these targets all around the country you met Kevin he started giving you some lessons. Tell me how you kind of progressed from then until now. You know, what, what, did, well, what did you go over? What did you, what did you learn? Well, he definitely, he got me as a very raw shooter. So I'd had no prior instruction whatsoever. I've been on the 4-H team, been on a uh, very on-the-fly kind of made SCTP team. I mean, we made it up as we went along. Um there was yeah. only about five or six of us that shot on it at the time. Yeah. Um, at first, shot a little bit in college. But he, I would say he got me as a natural instinctive shooter, taught me the basics, mm-hmm. um, you know, how to play the game, the mental game side of it, of course. More of those kind of conversations came later into the years. Yeah. Um, he definitely pushed for more experience, getting exposure seeing all these different targets. Um, you know, I had yeah. no idea when I first started, especially, you know, that Tucson trap and skeet throws mostly black bios. I mean, it's stuff like that. You know, you don't know how to prepare for anything until you either go out there and do it, or you have Kevin or somebody like Kevin sitting there telling you, Hey, 
this is what you're going to need to practice. This is what we're going to watch for. This is what we need to work on. This is kind of terrain, landscape. This is the style of targets that are going to be thrown, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And you knew that you were serious about it and everybody else did too, because you would always be at the meadows or, or wherever, oh, yeah. you know, it seemed like every weekend, uh, shooting with him and taking lessons and uh, practicing. And now you're where you are, you know, you, yeah, was, the meadows became a home away from home since 2017. It's now 2020. Okay. And you've shot the PSCA, you've traveled all these big shoots, and this is when major changes took place in your shooting. Mm-hmm. And what were those? So I ended up not finishing my college degree. I ended up working full time and trying to make a run at a full year of hitting all the championship tour stops, not hindered up by making sure I'm in class and things like that. So I think the, I think the travel time, the experience, the actual being close to the top and knowing that you can get close enough, mm-hmm. um, doing that enough. I, I don't think you, I don't think you know how to win until you've learned how to lose. And I still don't know how to win. I'm still learning. I'd like to think that I'm just getting started. So I, I would say the, the travel time, the exposure, the, the pressure, experiencing the pressure, I think until you've done it enough, you really don't know how to conquer that mm-hmm. or, or attempt to conquer it. Um, I would say dialing in the, dialing in the gun was huge for me. I started with a high rib, ended up transitioning in 2019 to the regular sporter barrels on the Krieg off. So I think once I learned that setup a little bit better, got a stock that fit mm-hmm. that, that helped a ton. Did a greenwood pattern when I had the, when I had the high rib and it worked. Um, then I swapped from the high rib to the low rib and then I lost about 50, 60 pounds. So we had to get something to, to fit a little bit better. Yeah. Castellani shooting vests are manufactured in Italy and internationally recognized by elite shooters as the most popular lightweight shooting vests on the market. Castellani vests are especially known for their Italian styling and superior craftsmanship and quality making them a vest of choice for all shooting disciplines. Ultimate Shooting Accessories is the exclusive supplier of Castellani vests in the United States. Visit ultimateshootingaccessories.com for more information and to place your order. Well, let's talk about that for a second. Uh, and I've said, I've told myself, I'm not going to talk about these two things on, on my podcast. And that's what gun do you shoot? What ammo do you shoot? But in this case, I'm going to kind of bend the rule, all right? What gun do you shoot and what ammo do you use? So I shoot a Krieghoff Sporter, um, 32 inch, and I have a uh, TSK stock on it that Cole's put on for me. Um, and I shoot Winchester AA Super Sports, which is an Allison 8 1300. All right. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to start with a stock first. So you, you now have a, a robot stock on your gun. Okay. A TSK. And, <laughs> and you've really done well with it. And I think you like it. What, I mean, is this what you plan on sticking with? Or you want to move to a, a traditional wood stock? What do you, what do you want to do with that? You know, I, I've, I've thrown that concept around a lot this year because I have done well with it, in my opinion. Um, I like the way that they feel. Even when I was in college, I had a buddy that let me shoot his. I, I enjoy the way that it feels. I, aesthetically, I think I would probably 
prefer a traditional wooden stock. Of course, a, a beautiful piece of custom-made wood. I mean, all that would be awesome, but I like what fits. Yeah. And that fits me, and it fits my style right now. Yeah. All right, now we're going to move on to the shells. You shoot Super Sports, which are 1 and 8, 1,300 double A's. Okay, the hardest, yes. the hardest hitting shell ever made. In the, and, Absolutely. And, and, and you shoot those. Now, you don't see women shooting shells like this, but what – is it about this shell that you keep shooting? I mean, you just keep on with it. What, what is it about the shell? Well, I experimented a little bit with shooting all one ounce. I mean, obviously you got to shoot one ounce of feet task and I don't feel like, you know, one ounce shell is inadequate for that. Um, but I started with ounce and eight, 1300 pretty much from the get go. And it's the shell I'm in tune with. It's what I've always loved. Uh, I hope to continue shooting it. Does it have any kind of, does the recoil affect you at all? I'm quite certain if you're watching me shoot, you're probably thinking, those shells are knocking the crap out of her. Yeah. Um, I don't feel that. Not really. And I think a lot of it's got to do with gun fit. Mm -hmm. I don't care what shell I'm shooting. If my if my stock's not right, it's going to kick. I think with the, the setup I've got, you know, the Kriegoffs are heavy guns anyways. I like the, I like the feel of that. That was what drew me to the higher end, especially at first. I, I don't really feel the recoil. I don't feel like it throws me off. I don't feel like it it hurts me. You ever consider changing shells? Shooting a, shooting a one ounce? Shooting a lighter load? If I was, if if I could get my hands on them, I would love to experiment with the light handicaps, the one ounce twelve nineties, because I love them for P-task. Um, the shells in general are hard to get a hold of right now. Right. Uh, but I, I mean, I'd like to experiment with it in the off season and just give it a go. Um, but just like last year in 2020, I was shooting one ounce for the first six months mm -hmm. and we were getting ready to go to Northbrook where up till then, you know, those were the biggest, baddest targets I had seen. So I wanted my big shells. Yeah. I would have to agree with you on that. Northbrook's known for throwing some big targets. Yeah. That was, that was directly <laughs> after, you know, the world English. I mean, I, I loved the targets. I thought it was fun. Yeah. I mean, I, I really enjoyed them. I felt like it was a world championship, and I thought if if I ever need them, it's it's for going up there. Another uh, interesting thing about you, and I didn't know this till lately, but your chokes—you only will shoot certain chokes. Uh, correct. I shoot uh, pure gold light modifieds, fifteens. Mm -hmm. I like a lot of people think that they pattern a little bit tatter, tighter than advertised. Um, so I think they were mic'd at one point to be right around 18s. I've never felt the need to tighten up a choke. Yeah. Um, never missed anything for distance with those chokes. Yeah. Um, I'll occasionally throw in a skeet choke in a spreader type situation mm -hmm. where most people would, with fixed chokes would throw in a spreader shell for a rabbit, something real close, really in your face every now and then I'll change. Uh, but I stick with the same construction pretty much 24 seven. That's a lot less to think about when you know, you don't have to change. Absolutely. It's just one less thing for me to think about. Yeah. And I know what that pattern looks like. Yeah. Well, you've shot them long enough. You should. Yeah. Going on. What is it? Four years now? The same, same pair of them. All right. So have you ever cleaned them? They don't get cleaned often. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. <laughs> I figured if you if you shoot with Kevin at all, I know they don't get cleaned. 
yeah. yeah. Comment was made a couple weeks ago about that. He's like, do you ever clean these? And I'm like, no, nah. I don't see any. I don't see any need to. They're still breaking targets pretty hard. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so as a female shooter being at the level that you're at, what are some of the challenges that you have faced coming up through the sport? Well, flat out, we make up 10, 11%. So, you know, I feel like there's more eyes on the females. Um, everybody pretty much knows all the girls that are shooting and that can, that can be a positive. That can be a negative. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I feel like some of the females definitely get more attention than somebody, you know, my age, that's, that's a guy. Um, so that's, that's one of the positives. One of the challenges is, you know, reading some of the, the Facebook threads. I remember one stuck out in my head, uh, and I actually have not addressed this. I was ready to write a response, but I have a no comment policy on Facebook. <laughs> um, I think Zach put it on there on the clay shooting thing. Why are the ladies not up there with the men's scores? And one of the person's comments really it blew my mind. It was a female. I don't, I don't know her. I didn't recognize the name, but she said that part of the reason that girls don't shoot as well is because they're worried about what they're wearing and if their makeup's okay and if their hair's okay. That, that truly baffles me that people actually think that way. And I guess a part of that is true. I mean, I am obviously worried about how I'm dressed. I want to dress professionally, you know, do my clothes fit, that kind of stuff. But that's, that's not really the hindrance to me. No. Um, I think you're underestimated as a female in a lot of situations. Mm-hmm. Um, just like doing my job. I mean, I have people that walk in and just assume that I'm the girl behind the counter. I definitely don't know what what gun this person should buy or uh what load of shells um you know appropriate for what situation they just they just automatically assume i don't know how to do my job right and most people are not like that you know there's there's a there's just a couple of ignorant ones that have have made it a little bit difficult to swallow yeah so you going out shooting with a group of guys or some of these really good shooters doesn't bother you at all? No, absolutely not. I, growing up, most of my friends were guys, you know, it's not that I don't get along with girls. It's just, I was more into, was more into what they were doing than what most of the other girls my age were doing. Something you're doing now is you're, you're coaching or you're mm-hmm. starting to coach. What, how was that going? And, so it's going really well. I've worked uh, pretty closely with the youth teams around the Lake Oconee area. Uh, the current one I'm working with is the Gatewood Shotgun team. So they're a GISA team. They're, they're middle school and high school have a team. They will compete this year uh, in November at Savannah for their state tournament. Mm-hmm. And I've worked out a pretty good little system with them. Um, so I'll get them in in groups of two or three or sometimes uh one-on-one i've really really enjoyed working with the kids um i felt like they're getting information that i would have loved to have heard when i was that age because i got started a little bit later than a lot of the people that are in my age group um around that you know early 20s age a lot of them have been shooting since they were nine ten years old you know i didn't really start till i was 17 18 and didn't really get serious about it till I was 2021. 20, so 
I, I've absolutely loved working with the youth. I work a lot with the ladies over there. Um, gotten a couple of our members' wives involved. Um, so now they can come out and enjoy it with their husbands. Yeah. There's a couple that already were shooting out there. And I just, I, I really enjoy passing along the information that I've learned and I've been taught and had to figure out for myself. Yeah. Yeah. Now you've got a brother and a sister that are younger mm -hmm. than you. Are they into shooting at all? My sister shot for a while. Um, and for being completely honest, I think she would be really kicking my butt right now if she'd stayed with it. Um, she's just a natural athlete. Um, she shot her, her silver pigeon pretty well, actually. And she has no interest in it. She has no interest in it now. She, she was one of those, she played just about every sport there was to play and she gave it her own and it wasn't for her. She actually went up to Northeast, I think it was the Northeast regionals at Anthony's and won a couple trophies in E-class, nice, pretty glass trophies to you know, put up against mine in the trophy case and she said, okay, I'm done. I got what I wanted. <laughs> she, she didn't want to do it anymore. Did she? <laughs> she didn't want to do it anymore. So in, in 2022, you've got some things, some big things that you're doing and it, it'll be exciting for you. Tell me about these things that's coming up for you. So I am transitioning away from old Hudson. Mm -hmm. um, I hope to still instruct and, and work with the clientele that I have built up over there uh, from now on, especially with the youth teams. And I'm going to focus more on uh, pretty much being self-employed, uh, traveling to different clubs, I hope, mm -hmm. uh, to give instruction. And I'm going to dip my toes into the bunker trap game. What? Yeah. What are you doing that for? I actually really like it. <laughs> really? I think it's fun. I'm you know, regular ATA trap is... A you know, it, I, I can kind of do without it, but bunker bunker's been fun. Huh? Um, I, did not I shot think... it a little bit in college. Uh, but just about every club we've gone to that's had one, like Tucson, like Anthony's up at M&M. Mm -hmm. I've shot practice rounds upon practice rounds just to, you know, get a little bit of experience on it. I have absolutely, I say zero. I have very, very little competition experience with it. I have none against the people that I'll be competing against. Uh, but I just want to see how it goes. Just give it a try. And if I, if I hate it or if I suck at it, then all right, no harm, no foul. We'll, we'll stick to what I know, but. So the reason for you doing this is it maybe going to the Olympics. Is that what you want to do? That would be an absolute dream. Um, I've had, I've talked to a couple people in the industry about, you know, if there even is an opportunity. And from what everybody's told me, it's certainly out there to go and go and take a shot at. So mm. I'm going to see how it goes. Yeah. Well, I did not think you was going to say that, but good luck to you with that. <laughs> I don't know that I'll come watch any of that. Okay. Something that Winchester has done for the ladies and it's, you know, it's always fun watching the ladies division. You can, I find myself and I bet your dad does the same thing going through win score or going through. Uh, score chaser and and switching to the ladies division and seeing oh, who, yeah. and seeing who's winning those you know who's who's in the lead who's in the, you know and what they have done they've gotten more involved with the ladies and and developed the ladies cup and they started this in 2021 and you've been a big part of that give me your thoughts on the ladies cup 
that uh, Winchester brought into the sport? I mean, when I first heard about it, I thought, okay, this is awesome. There's actually some real money to go and get now. Um, when when I heard that Desi was kind of, you know, she was leading the charge, so to speak, mm-hmm. with this, I, I thought there could not be a more perfect person to do that. Um, she's been out this a long time and, you know, any of us that are competing in the ladies division can tell you a lot of times the, the payouts in, in ladies is, is not so great. Right. And, um, I can understand that a little bit, um, because we only make up a, a smaller percentage, mm-hmm. uh, of, of the, of the entrance. I can, I can appreciate that, but, you know, I'm trying just as hard as, as these guys out here, you know, these, these top guys that are shooting, we're all shooting the same targets. Yeah. You know, we're all, we're all giving it everything we can possibly give. So I I think the fact that there's now an opportunity for me, at least it, it, it can pay for the next shoot. You know, there's some money to go back in the sport. It's not for me to go and make money at that. It helps provide for my hobby and, and for my passion. Yeah. Yeah, and that's I think that's a good thing. I, and you've won. I know you've gotten some of the checks. What is it? Three shoots now you've been involved with and and taken part of this ladies' cup. Yeah, the the summer months treated me pretty well. Um, it was Northeast in May, and then uh, the U.S. Open in June, and North Central in Wisconsin in August. Um, I had two runner ups and then a third. Mm-hmm. Um, Northeast regionals, I actually. I ended up tying for the main event with Megan Harrington and we had two shoot offs. So, uh, Donnie and Desi, let me know that that shoot off was for the Winchester money as well as the main event. And they had not had a shoot off up until that point. So that was their first Winchester ladies cup shoot off, which was pretty cool to be a part of. Yeah. I ended up losing the title, uh, for, for the regional, which was a little disappointing because I, I had yet to win a regional. Yeah. Um, shot the high number, but I had yet to, to grab the title. Uh, but I ended up winning the Winchester money. So I think it worked out. Yeah. Yeah. It all worked out good. So explain to me how this ladies cup works going into nationals. If I have the correct information, um, all this is based off of championship sure points. You're talking about the end of the year money. Yeah. Yeah, so I think there's there's an additional ten thousand, I believe, at the end of the year, based on championship tour points. So uh, all the shoots thus far have been using uh, your main event, your fee task, and your five stand five stand score for uh, for Winchester money. And I believe that nationals are going to use K cup instead of five stand. Don't quote me; that may not be entirely accurate. That's what I understand thus far, at least. Right. Um, and I think. Uh, I think right now the standings um close to getting some at the end of the year. Well, <laughs> really good. have to do well at nationals to yeah push all the way through. Well, I, I know all of you are probably pretty close in general. I know Karen's had a really good year. Karen Shed, um, absolutely, she's been on she's been on fire. It's been it's been really cool to compete against her. Uh, I think she is super sweet. She's she's become a friend in the sport. I uh, couldn't yeah. say enough good things about her. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, she's, she's, she's pretty much run the year. 
nope. um, <laughs> for but, the ladies. <laughs> and and Karen actually took H O eight fee task at the North Central Regional. Yeah, she did. I thought I had shot like okay in the low nineties, and she comes in with like a ninety eight or something. <laughs> and I'm like, well, no, I didn't actually shoot that good. <laughs> yeah, she's she's really really. I mean, all of you are, are really good. I mean, it's, you know, you're all really close. And at the end of the year, we'll see at nationals. We're headed to nationals next week and we'll see how it turns out. I know I'll be watching it because I just, it interests me, you know, to see how well y'all shoot. So speaking of that, what, what's your frame of mind headed in, headed into next week with nationals? What's your plans? Are you, have you done anything to prepare? Um, yeah, it happens every year. I don't know what it is about nationals. Um, even last year with nationals not being the technical last shoot of the year because Southeast ended up being in December. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks COVID. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, the nerves are higher. I don't know what it is. You know, the targets are not that much harder. Right. It's, it's all, it seems all mental, yeah. you know, emotions are running hotter and it, you just feel the pressure of an entire year. Uh, packed into one weekend so i've been trying to take it easy you know the no stress life even though i'm at work and uh, just no stress no problems shoot a little bit every day that i can um not gonna overshoot um i'll be taking the day off thursday and i'll go down to meadows and practice and um that's pretty much it one thing i'm excited about i've been invited to shoot in the top gun shootout that's something i've been watching from the stands since we first went out there in 2017 so that's an absolute incredible honor to be a part of that very excited about that this year four day a four day main is just what drives me crazy you know and and in texas that eight o'clock rotation is what i don't like oh it's horrible because i am anti-cold and it (laughs) seems like every year we go out there we pick the coldest freaking day to shoot the eight o'clock rotation yeah so yeah. I'm sitting there not really I'm I'm probably looking at targets less because I'm trying to make my tea stop rattling. Yeah. What is what is your practice schedule like on a just a just an everyday practice schedule? What does it look like for you? Um due to my job, um I'm not able to practice as much through the week and especially with giving lessons um to the kids, you know, in the evening hours. They've wrapped up a lot of my what would be practice time, I do believe. Um, so I hit it pretty hard on Sundays. Um, if I could shoot a little bit, um, through the week, I try not to shoot more than five or six boxes at a time. If I'm going to shoot multiple, multiple days throughout the week, mm-hmm. uh, usually Sunday I'll go ahead and shoot a whole flat. I had a member at the club actually tell me one time, he's like, you must not take any shells home. And I looked at him and I was just messing around with him. I didn't think he was going to carry this on the entirety of knowing him but he's like i looked at him and i said well you know if you don't shoot them now they go bad <laughs> shells have an expiration date you can't take them home <laughs> now that thought process has changed due to the shell shortage <laughs> yeah oh yeah that's right how has that been for you trying to get a get your hands on shotgun shells has that been kind of tough it's been a nightmare yeah. it's 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 crazy i swear you know, we've had shells on order. We're direct with Winchester mm-hmm. and we've had shells on order. We'll get a, we get a pallet of them in with, with 20 flats on it at a time. Yeah. And so for a couple weeks at a time, I cash out my entire paycheck on <laughs> shells. <laughs> you get them when you can, huh? I get them when I can and I buy every flat I can. 
uh, in your opinion, the ladies' division, uh, where do you think it's headed in the next couple of years? I'd like to see it continue to grow. Um, I I think there's more ladies shooting every year. There's more people shooting in general every year. But I, I've definitely seen a shift um, being at the club six days a week. Uh, more ladies are getting involved. More young ladies are getting involved um, as well. Um, I'd like to see the numbers come up on on being more competitive with the guys. You know, Karen especially has certainly shown that we can do it. It's oh, there. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Uh, your sponsors, you've had some people that have helped you out over the years. Uh, who are these people and who, who would you like to thank? Well, I'd be doing them a disservice by not immediately thanking them, but my parents, of course, have been uh, my number one supporters. My dad has been with me to almost every event I've shot. And if you have met him, you know he is he's all about it. He is just as much in this as I am. I mean, he is along for the ride. Didn't he make, didn't he create Windscore? Or does he just know how to operate <laughs> it better than everybody else? He wears out a refresh button. I will say that much. <laughs> anyway, I had to mess with old James. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they, um, both my parents have been absolutely wonderfully supportive, for sure. Right. Um, next on the list is Kriegoff International. Um, DuPont Kriegoff. You know, we bought the gun used uh, through Kevin, actually. Um, 2019, Krigoff started supporting me. I was able to get a get a sponsorship with them. They've been absolutely amazing. You know, anytime I need something, it is, is super quick, super easy to deal with. They, they've been awesome. Ultimate Shooting Accessories. Um, Mr. Tom Lotus has made me some, some great vests. I think I have some more coming in the mail, hopefully, before Nationals. Uh-huh. Um, called me to tell me they shipped earlier this week. My, yeah, I, I do love I do love the Castellani vest. Right. And pure gold shotgun chokes. Been shooting those pretty much the entire competitive career yeah. since seventeen. Bill was he's been he's been really great. Um, so actually at nationals last year, I'll say this about all the sponsors. Uh, last year at nationals, the truck was stolen. And pretty much everything besides my gun and my pilas were in it. Yeah. I, it was fun. So, uh, Tom got me a vest to shoot, you know, on the spot. Everybody over in Kriegoff and DuPont's uh, got me some gear, you know, rain jackets, hats, uh, a towel, and just a shooting towel. Um, you know, they, they got me geared back up. Uh, Bill was not actually there, but he had somebody that was that was selling chokes out there, so I had some um, to shoot with. Uh, my 15s were still in the gun, thankfully, but I got some. I got a couple skeet chokes, uh, so they got me outfitted back up to to finish out nationals, and I cannot thank them enough. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Partnership, Absolutely. partnerships, and and the uh, reliability of of the of the sponsors. Uh, one of the other people I'd like to thank is uh, is Kevin. Uh, he's certainly helped uh, be a mentor to me uh, through the sport. So can't thank him enough. Don't know that I would be here where I'm at now without him. Everybody at the Meadows, you know, they have certainly seen me grow in the sport. 
pretty much since day one. You know, everybody down there from the days of uh, Becky Rogers being down there to the the new staff with Dominic and Eric and Seth, you know, everybody down there has been very, very supportive. I'm able to get lessons down there. And now hopefully with the, with the new transition into coaching, um, I will be able to give some more down there now that I'll have more free time. Um, I'd like to thank Mr. Neil and Nancy Bush. And, um, you know, I've, I've absolutely loved the job. I, I've had, too many experiences to count um where i've just sat back and gone this is where i want to be i want to be in this industry for the rest of my life yeah um so i i i can certainly thank them for providing me the opportunity to to realize what my true passion is yeah there's nothing wrong with that doing something that you love to do there's a lot of people out there that do not do something that they really love always always ends up bad so yeah, I don't want to leave thinking that I didn't at least go for it. Yeah. Uh, I didn't at least give it a shot. And if it doesn't pan out, I mean, <laughs> what's the worst thing that can happen? I start over and go back to college. <laughs> yeah, you're still young, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, you can do that. Yep. Yeah, I'm not not exactly uh, not exactly old, so yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a shot while I while I have the opportunity. Yeah, what do you consider old, Shelby? Uh I think I would offend a large group of people <laughs> by giving a number. Um, I'm just kidding. Well, Shelby, thanks for coming on. I appreciate you taking some time out to uh, to uh, talk to me. And Well, thank you, Justin, for having me. I've, I really enjoyed our conversation. Yeah, and I'll see you next week. All righty. We'll see you out there.